South Africa. Shout out to Carl Wood. It's the ever so cool euphonic. Yo, this is Will Clark. What's up? This is your boy Shimza. This is Caster from uh, Crazy White Boy. Hey, what's up, guys? This is James Deacon, and you're listening to After Hours with Kyle Wood. As if we're not happy to have Kyle back. Hey, what up, everybody? It's Chase Something, and you're listening to After Hours with my brother Kyle Wood. People come together. together, together. Hey, this is Frankie Wah, and you're listening to Kyle Wood. Where does one even begin when you try and describe an artist that has had the past couple of years such as he has? We are honored to welcome Frankie Wah to After Hours. We chat about and we have a conversation about his music style, his upbringing to creating the signature Frankie Wah sound, his mixtape, The Revival, collaborating with none other than electronic music pioneer Sasha. We chat about his brand new single of his brand new EP on Anjuna Deep, the biggest release yet for him is The World You See, his collaboration with Christoph and Archie. It has been taken in under the wing from Eric Pritz on his brand new label, Prida Presents. And we also chat about the current state of the world and the connection that his music has with so many people around the globe. It is an absolute honor to speak to this man and I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did having it. This is After Hours, the Frankie Wah interview. Firstly, congratulations on all the music of last year and the music thus far this year that's been doing so amazingly well. Wherever, wherever I look, it's just... Thank you. It's amazing, man. So congratulations, and I'm, and I'm honored to have you be part of After Hours. Oh, thank you, man. It's an honor to be here. and appreciate it, mate. It's been... A, 2020 was an incredible year, albeit that the, you know, we were in a pandemic and we lost all the live side of things, but... I think it really sort of shone a spotlight on just how important music is to us and it's got us through, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel now. We're, um, we should all be in well be coming out of lockdown 21st of June. Creamfields is sold out today, have you seen? I saw um, that, yes. Yeah, totally sold out. Obviously, I'm one of the headliners there, so... Yeah, let's just roll roll on summer, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, as you guys head into summer, we're slowly heading into winter. But e- even though there's a feeling of the world slowly starting to have a bit of a mood lift, thank God. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? The music that I've got coming out will, um, I think, will definitely resonate with that. It's uplifting. Everyone's feeling uplifted. So hopefully, we're I'm in store for another big year, man. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you a bit about that before we get into the releases. You know, tell me a bit about. Um, your sound you know I listen to music so intently and so much of it and being a fan of music like I am and being a fan of yours you know I find very few artists have managed to do so well in merging Breaks House Prague all so so well together but still somehow creating your own sound at the same time you know what what sort of journey did you go on taking inspiration through that to create the sound that everybody knows today yeah good question i think um i think a a sort of huge turning point in my career sat here in the studio that i'm filming from today i'll give you a look around in a minute if you want but um yeah i'd love that it was for me like it was really sort of following my heart and initially sort of how i was taught to produce and you start looking at how other people produce there seems to be almost a lot of rules and boundaries as to what you can and can't do like oh you know, you make that sound, then you start, you're coming out of that genre into another. 
And when things actually started really happening for me was like when I started using influences, just imagine it like one big recipe in a pot and you've got certain ingredients from trance, certain ingredients from techno, house, and then you stir them all up in the pot you've got what I'd like to call my sort of Frankie War sound. And that's where everything started coming to light for me because I thought, you know what? Break the rules. There's no rules. Um, I'm going to make my sound. And ultimately, if I'm happy with it, um, then that's the, effectively the most important thing. The last thing you want, and I've done it, I've been subject to this. I always sort of advise anyone getting into music. And if I, if I could go back and advise a younger self, I would always say make music that you like, not what you think other people like or labels. That's what we're all trying to do. Mm. We're trying to get signed for these big labels. So we listen out for what the, the sort of sign in, what they're pushing. And you think, oh, I'll make something to suit them. And then ultimately, if they turn that record down, are you actually sat there with a, um, a project that you're happy with that you can put your name on? And if the answer is no, then you're doing it all wrong. Mm. You know what I mean? So as cliche as it might sound like, it just, it comes from the heart, this stuff. And I hope that resonates in the music. There's a lot, I pour a lot of emotion into my music and that's sort of to really translate now. And I think that's why people are connecting with it so much. And it's, it's a great feeling, mate. It's a, it's a feeling I can't really explain, to be honest with you. Yeah. And you know, you know, with the current state of where we are now where 2020 was you know there's there's a major connection that people are making with music and with your music in in particular you know and i find you know you create such an electronic landscape that captures so much emotional resonance with the music that you make and i, I always you know and i, I don't want to get into a somewhat cliched question but i mean over this period where you've been able to spend some time in the studio and make so so much music have you taken a moment to realize how how much of an impact your music and how much of an impact you make on any particular person at any time of the day? Yeah, I think, I think that happens in waves. Um, it's, it's strange on this because I'm very, it's, it's like a, a positive and a negative on my behalf in the sense of I get so blinkered on my goals. I'm looking forward that, and it's great because that's how I'm able to make things happen. Like I attack things in a very aggressive, almost obsessive way. Like I obsess over music and I'm obsessing on this vision that I've got and where I want to take it. But the downside of that is you do often, you don't often look back at sort of how far you've actually come. Um, and I think it's happened in stages for me that Kyle, like just things like, for instance, a good example last week, I did the, I was in for the Anjuna Deep edition, the mix, and we thought it'd be a good idea to go live on YouTube and me to be there in the comments. Mm. It would premiere at four o'clock in the UK, four o'clock on a Thursday night, and um, it would be a great way to engage with the fans. Now, I'm sat there thinking, it's four o'clock on, on a Thursday <laughs> night, like, how many people are realistically interested in joining me? And we had we had just shy of two thousand people throughout the mix join me, and I was just blown away by that figure. Like, and that for me then was a little moment where I thought, God, look, like we're really sort of creating something. And I was absolutely flattered. In like the comments, people from all over the world, South Africa as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, people from all over, man. It was it's crazy. And I think little stages of like that in my career are sort of like you have these little epiphanies where you're like, wow, like. I was 
I was genuinely happy just sat plodding away in my studio, making nice now, making nice sounds, showing my friends who are mad about electronic music, oh, look what I've made today. And bit by bit over the years, it's just grown onto a bigger scale. So now I'm not just sharing it with my close circle of mates, like we're sharing it with the world. So, um, so yeah, that I hope that answers your question. Like, I think that's very important as an artist as well, you know, like if you're getting into it, like where I'm at now, it's great having this massive engaging um, audience and fan base, if you like. But you've got to start this from the ground up. Like, you've got to be happy just showing your mates these records. Like, that's where it all comes from. That's the passion. That's the ambition. Do you know what I mean? You're talking about starting from the ground up. But... Uh, let's talk about the, the the haunted EP, and that's uh, you know what this the, the, this EP has been. Um, I've kind of annoyed some of the some of my friends, you know, because I've played it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 I, I really want to just discuss. Firstly, on the surface level, as you said, you know, you really put a lot of emotion into your music, and that 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 EP speaks for itself. But I want to discuss how it came along to working with Sasha, the, the such an iconic name and pioneer in electronic dance music absolutely man like i think if you was to make a statement of saying you know he's one of the top three guys in the scene there's not a lot you could do to argue otherwise is there like he's um he's uh he's iconic so you imagine me from a little village in yorkshire with a population of about 800 people <laughs> all of a sudden has got the attention of someone like Sasha. Like this is how sort of our friendship began because it's, it's like a, it's a good friendship now. Do you know what I mean? And that's where, what music has done. He, he heard Get Me High, which was uh, a released um, January, 2019. He supported that heavily. Um, they ended up being, if you check the internet, you'd be able to find it. There was this video that almost went viral. It was him closing fabric in london with it and the vibe was just insane i mean i've said it before in an interview i'll say it again but how sasha audience is very unique have you ever experienced sasha live i have when, when he was here yeah. in south africa a couple of well quite a few years ago i did yeah right so for me seeing him only i've seen him only twice in the uk but the audience that he brings there's a very unique vibe and atmosphere to it a uh, different energy that I've experienced. Like I'm getting goosebumps now. Um, so how the reaction he got playing it, playing my record Jeez. is totally different <laughs> to how it reacted when I played it. Do you know what I mean? For sure. So we, I seen this video um, playing and then I listened to his mixes religiously and every release, like he was playing my songs in his release. So in his mixes. So, like his support, it really helped sort of getting my name out there. And uh, one particular night, a month before we went into lockdown uh, last year, I decided to go see him at Warehouse Project. I thought, I want to see this in person. So I went to meet him. I met him backstage. And when he when he met me, because we had not met in person before, I was like, I had to interrupt this big circle of people <laughs> talking. And there was loads. There was so many people there. Like Youssef was there. Oh like I had to, so I had to stand there in this circle and wait my turn to talk. And I just said, "Oh, Sasha, I'm Frankie Wah." And he went, "Frankie!" He hugged me. <laughs> he hugged me, and the reaction was just incredible. And um, 
that's two surreal. days later mate. that is surreal oh man. it was incredible and then he um you, if you check my instagram you'll see that he i posted a video he closed warehouse project with get me high and then two days later um i had some stems in main box and that was it like we was just bashing tunes out i mean there's more I don't want to dangle the carrot too much, but like we, the reaction was so good. I mean, every track from the EP was number one, two, three, and four in this in the Beatport charts. We're we're still number one now. I think nearly ten weeks on. So the reaction was so strong, and I think because we share a very similar audience and fan base, I think that it would definitely make sense to to do this again at yeah, some point yeah. because there is more music you know like we didn't just make those four records there is more you know when i when i first saw that ep come out it, it was it was only after seeing the two two names together i was like oh, it's actually such a great pairing because like you said in the beginning like where the inspiration's drawn from yeah. sasha also comes from a history of so many different styles of music and it all comes together in oh. in this pot like you said yeah man you know he's seen it all so he's been through uh, god knows he's traveled through so many genres so it was a very this is the thing with collaborating because sasha was my first collaboration so it's kind of hard to know (laughs) yeah how it's going to go right because you you think you assume a collaboration comes about because obviously you're going to have hopefully styles that gel it doesn't always work like that, uh, but it was it was a very enjoyable process and felt very organic, if you know what I mean. And I think that's how it should feel. I mean, the Christoph uh, release, which I'm sure we'll get onto, the Christoph collaboration was easier again. I mean, flipping it, it's like we talk the same language in the studio. Me and Christoph, it's it's a very easy process. I feel like me and Christoph, if we sat together for a month we'd come out with a track every day like it's <laughs> yeah you know I mean a very easy process how was the uh, collaboration we should have seen it coming firstly being on Anduna Deep and then secondly you know a lot of a lot of people generally within in the industry and with and being outside of the industry consider a producer someone as a just someone who makes the beats and doesn't really put emotion into the music which is quite the contrary yeah. here you know and when there's a vocalist uh, in the track it's always kind of assumed that the vocalist had more to do with the emotion and more to do with the record than what the producer actually does you know and the music prior yes. to this release spoke for itself that that's definitely not the case how was it working i mean apart from any of the instrumental music that you've released in the past how was it working on this particular track to create this this kind of picture yeah it was good and the the vocal it was very 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 enjoyable i don't know if you caught my because i was on uh, radio one with annie mack the other week she was asking about it because she made it a hot, i did yeah the hottest record and she was saying basically she wanted to touch on how it came about and mm. it, the i had a dry acapella forwarded on to me from my manager and he just it came through with a bunch of other vocals and it came from so she's actually managed Atho. Yeah, is actually managed by the same manager as Kolsch. Oh wow! Okay. So this is why there was a little bit of to and from because my manager has actually dealt with Henrik Kolsch's manager in the past. So he he obviously heard something in this vocal that was suitable for me. So he wanted me to hear it, and I heard it, and 
I mean, I th- let's say it came to me on a Thursday night. Well, Friday afternoon, there was a version back over, and it's the version you've, you're listening to now. Mm. That project has never been opened, never been amended. I just heard all the melodies straight away. Like, and because it is, if you, if you do sort of um, study the lyrics in depth, like it's very deep, mm. very emotional, and I just sort of really connected with it and resonated with it. So I could hear the melodies straight away. Like I just went straight to the studio and was like, boom, there we go. And I wasn't even totally sure what direction she would like to take it in. I try... Um, I try sort of having a little look through the background of them, but I couldn't find her anywhere. She was really anonymous. So I do what you're supposed to do, really. You take it exactly where you want, and that's what we did. And they come, they came back instantly and was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, so then we sat there with this record that we like, right, so where does this sit? Where, what do we do with this record? Like, is it, is it a single and I've, in the meantime, I've got this this um, EP that I'm putting together for Anjuna that's got all the other records on, 91, uh, Boundaries, and The Last Stand. Yeah. So Phil and I, my manager, thought it'd be a good idea. We thought this is very sort of Anjuna-esque. We sent it to them, they came back, was like, whoa, this is huge. This is the, this is the lead track of the EP. Boom. And it was like that. And I think that's what you need in with, with those sort of dare I say special records without obviously talking my own project up like it does feel like it's got that you need those things that just click everyone talks about these hits like how camel fat say cola was written less than three hours this was similar it's like they they have to click and that, that's how it generally works it, it, it's amazing how that actually tends to happen you know a lot of the time whenever I've spoken to any artist about big tracks that come together it generally is over a couple couple of hours yeah and it happened and that and that that's that's crazy because then you know you kind of get into the state of mind where everything just flows and you get you get it you get it done absolutely man like you do just get them days and you know as sort of um accomplished i am in the studio you still get them horrible days where you can't tie anything together (laughs) but it's all worth the while for those days where you you have the magic every sort of sound you flick on, you're instantly there. The melodies just come straight away. It, you, you get them. So similar to this, the world you see, really. Again, I'm quoting the Christoph record, but that was very easy. Yeah. Well, easy pro, well, easy record. Well, I actually want to speak about that because, you know, it was, yeah. it was a, a week ago that we actually had kind of part one of this, you know, and yeah. oh, it actually, yeah. and that's what, when I text, when I texted you, I'm like, actually, you know what? It's actually so much better that we managed to do it a week later after this big announcement yeah. hey, dropped. Everything happens for a reason, right? <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Now we're able to discuss Eric Prids, Pryor, Christoph. Dude, yeah. dude, dude, dude. Wow, that is insane. Firstly, the tease is just How's that epic. video for It you, is man, just well. so epic, man. Jeez, I had people sending it to me going, see this, see this, see this. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't believe who I just got off the phone with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So, dude, yeah, t- tell me about that because that, that is massive. That is absolutely huge. Oh, mate, it, 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 it's still all a shock. Like, right, so let me think. So I did an AMA mm. um, around April, May, May time. Yeah, May time last year, April, May. So uh, I did this Ask Me Anything on my um, 
on my Instagram and you get in various questions, but one of the most consistent ones is when are you doing a collab with Christoph? When's it Chris surely you and Christoph need to do a collab? And because it popped up so much, I was thinking this this maybe needs to happen. So I decided to just repost one of them on my story. And I tagged Christoph with some eye emojis. <laughs> and he pinged back saying, I'm game, mate. So that's how it happened. Wow. Um and yeah, thank you. I need to again I maybe need to find out who who it was, don't I? And give them a <laughs> give them a shout out and a signed vinyl, who the person was that I decided to repost. So that's how it came about. We've got we've got other records as well, man. So Jeez. get ready. Ah, uh, man, I, I I can't wait. That that that's that's insane. And um, was was this also back and forth, or do you stay close enough? No, it was. Um, let me think how it went. Christoph sent it over. Him and Archie. Archie actually lives. The vocalist on it. Archie actually yeah. lives about ten minutes, ten twenty minutes away. I think from Christoph. He says, "Look, I've got this project." It's massive. Do you want in on it? I said, send it over. Send it, yeah. <laughs> he, he sent it over and I was like, oh, mate, I can definitely add something to this. So he sent, he sent the stems over. I um, I produced, did my production on the, the, re- the record and then we have this finished project that w- just feels right. And then next thing is like, oh, Eric, He's going mad about this record, oh like God. Eric wants to sign. I'm like, come <laughs> on. And next thing you know, fast forward, they, hey, they kept that video quiet. We didn't really know. Well, I didn't know that was coming. Next thing, Mick, Eric and Christoph's manager just goes, check this. Oh, my and there's God. there's this mad, mad robot walking through the desert. And I was, I was like, whoa. This has just took the record to the next level. Yeah. So. I mean, at what point did you receive that? Because I saw there was like, okay, there's some big news coming in like six hours. Was, was, yeah, it, was, was I, it at that point you got the big yeah, news? <laughs> no, no. So at that, I, at that point, I got the news that we were going to announce it. So okay. I wanted to sort of drum up a bit of interest. At this point then, the video was maybe five to seven days old. And I probably watched it. 300,000 times at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the world you see is out this Friday, the 26th, on Pride of Presents, which is obviously Eric's label. And we're all just sort of, you know, we've got a great feeling. We're all, we're all absolutely buzzing about it. And you've obviously seen uh, the reaction it's had online. Like, the, it's reacted well. And it, it feels good. <laughs> Say no more. Say say no more. You know, I'm just excited to see what's more to come on 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 all these collaboration levels that you've mentioned. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, as you say, dangle the carrot. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, I've, I've got you, man. I'm so excited about that. I must be honest. And you know what's quite funny is that um, should have seen it coming um, prior to that come together. Now um, the world you see, these titles are all kind of interlinked in one big story, don't you find? It's quite strange. Absolutely. And do you know what? And this wasn't intentional, but if you go and check out the revival, mm-hmm. which is obviously my mixtape yes. from last year. Yeah. So um, my friend pointed this out to me. It almost makes sense. So, parallel universe fly in this world we come together we don't be lost in time you're not alone the first light oscillate tomorrow 
on the horizons, cry no more, I'm waking up, it's green and gold. Yeah. It kind of, I don't know. <laughs> it kind of made a sentence. If you put a few letters in between, words in between, it kind yeah. of flows into some sort of hidden meaning, but... This is it, you know, I only picked out four titles to discuss in this interview, and, and, and while doing so, and doing the prep, I'm like, damn, you know, this is all like one bigger picture, and each 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 point that we touch on is a little chapter of it, it's crazy. And then again, in I your mixtape, that's amazing. It's like a subconscious level. I think there's no, yeah, I think there's absolutely no coincidence, though, that um, I always want... There to be a message like i don't i want there to be some substance to the music that i'm putting out like i want you to think i want it to take you away from the day-to-day rubbish of life you know and i think you're able to do that when you you pour some emotion into it and you give them something to think about and that's you know like you say the world you see you should have seen it come in come together like this is what it's all about like you know we're, we're stronger together that and that's the world i see you know certainly oh man so okay so in one week this happened next week what are you going to be telling me then <laughs> <laughs> oh god um i've got two really exciting collaborations happening but i can't really say them yet because they're not they're not totally over the line but when they are, I'll be sure to let you know. But th- it's good. It's it's big. Oh man, um, that's amazing. And then following on from this, I've got what I believe is a really huge single coming out with Ministry of Sound Sony. Um, probably around a month, six weeks away. I mean, I said it to Annie the other night. Like I'd release music every week if I could. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to let everything breathe. Um, I'm just I'm buzzing, man. I'm I'm so buzzing. I just it's just an well, man. Uh, Frankie Wa, I have to just say thank you again for uh, taking us around and just uh, diving a, a, a bit into your world and running through some of the records with you. And I really hope we can keep in touch as things go along. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for having me and the, the support. Massively appreciated. Frankie, Luke, I really, really and truly appreciate it. I look, I look forward to hopefully meeting you at some point.